Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What the hell is this? It's a recusal form for you to sign. It turns out I got a case against your old firm and make no mistake, I'm taking it. I get it. You don't think I've embraced this firm? Well, I have. So, as long as you conduct yourself above board, I won't just sign this, I'll be rooting for you. Bullshit. You'll root for the people who embraced your system. But it won't matter, because after I kick their ass, the world's gonna know my system is better than yours. And what system is that? The one where you play by whatever rules suit you? Because if that's what you're gonna use to win this... I'll tell you what I'm gonna use to win. Whatever I fucking have to. Then I'll be forced to remind you, you cross one line and you'll be out on your ass. I don't need to cross any lines, Faye. You deballed these guys so much, all I had to do was threaten a lawsuit and they're shaking in their boots. So unless you're here to take my title like you took Lewis's, we're done. I'll be watching you. Enjoy the show. Suits Season 9, Episode 3 is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about windmills, then Suits Yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino, back here with the guy who never dreams about making podcasts with himself. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, that right, would You wouldn't like that, right? Uh, so I've been thinking about it, honestly, re- recently. I'm like, could I podcast alone? Like, do I need a co-host? And I and I and not, not to say like I'm trying to replace you, obviously, because I mean I can never replace you with me. We complement each other. We need each other. We finish each other's sandwiches. But what I'm saying is, I, I'm wondering if there's like a show that I could talk about where I just like could just go and go and go and go and go, and I would need the constant back and forth. Yeah. But I think I'm better with a person, Rob. I'm sorry. Sure. I feel the same way. But this would be like you'd have another person, but it would be you. I know, right? But then I already know what they're gonna say, and then it wouldn't be fun. It'd be all contrived, like Lewis in this, uh, this flash, this what, <laughs> this dream sequence. I was gonna say a flashback, flash forward. It's a dream sequence. Yeah. Um, and I was gonna mention this last time we talked, but Lewis has got a lot of uh, Pee Wee Herman DNA in him. You know, um, when in he what was, way? If, well, yeah. remember when he was envisioning the the bowling pins talking to him as, yes. as Harvey and stuff like that? And now he's having like these dreams where he's having all these wacky moments and they're happening right in the middle of of like the normal life, right? So everybody yeah. else is just like normal people. But Lewis seems to live in a cartoon world half the time. And I won't say half, yeah. but whenever I mean, this was like actually really stressed out. At least this was like a dream he was sleeping. You know, it yeah. wasn't like when the bowling pins were talking to him. He's not having a psychotic break, I don't think. Well, he's kind of had those moments too, where sure. we, we see Lewis like uh, confronted with something, and then we see Lewis's violent reaction, and then the the camera cuts back to Lewis, and he's just thinking it really hard, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, ah, uh, I like that we kind of go to imaginary Lewis world sometimes, uh, but this one, you're right, this was actually a dream. Yeah, it's just weird that they're depicting it in suits to where we can see it. Had Lewis just said, yeah, I had a dream that I was the judge, and there was a bunch of Harveys on the jury, I was like, okay, that would come off like a normal you know, television trope, but to actually show it to us, it was giving me very much Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yes, uh, that's an interesting take and read on that situation. I maintain what I said uh, probably pretty early on in the series. Lewis lit one of the greatest TV characters of all time. And uh, I love how much the show takes all these liberties with Lewis. We'd almost like we would never do this for Harvey or Donna or Mike or anybody else, Jessica in the show where we would like flash back to a moment in their past, but we would never get inside their head the way that we do with Lewis. 
Yeah, and it helps his relationship with Dr. Uh, Dr. Lipschitz. It's because because we know Dr. Lipschitz uh, is talking to Lewis and is having these conversations about Lewis's subconscious. They can show us these things where it doesn't feel completely stupid. Like, it definitely feels goofy, but it, it feels like, yeah, it's because we're getting into his mind because he's talking to a therapist who is allowing him to open up about those things that people like Donna and Harvey are probably suppressing. So, yeah, because of that, we get them to pull back the curtain on Lewis's psyche. Okay. So Lewis in the last episode, Chappelle, he got robbed of his title of being the managing partner. Is there just no managing partner? Is Faye the managing partner? Yes, Faye is the new managing partner in the interim, uh, and she is now going to be overworked because Faye's original job was to come in and just watch uh, the ZSLWW people like a hawk and make sure they're not doing weird things. Uh, and her, like she has a work cut out for them. They are pushing back at every turn. I mean, there's nothing that she can tell them to do where they're like, and if I don't, what if I don't? Whatever. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I'm not doing it. I'm grown. You're not my daddy. Like, the whole time. And so now she's like, dang, and I got to manage the firm? So she has all this paperwork to do. She's got to watch them. And so now she needs a secretary. And Faye does something that I thought was very interesting. Faye asking Donna to be her secretary? That felt a little personal. That didn't... Right. It didn't read like I just need help. It <laughs> reads like Donna, let me remind you that you you are a COO, but you ain't got to stay one if I don't want you to be one. Right. It's definitely like a wild take of like, okay, well, I I heard you were the best secretary ever, so you'll be my secretary. Like uh, really a, a power move on Donna. But then Donna kind of pawns Gretchen off. Or I guess Gretchen herself volunteers for that, um, mm. which does make more sense. I mean, it does seem like that she is the only admin like at the company right now. So yeah. I guess like what does Lewis need a secretary for? Like uh, I she could be the secretary for the new managing partner, but I think we kind of probably need to hire more secretaries. Yeah, but it does make total sense for them to go after Gretchen. You know, uh, Faye say, and, you know, saying Donna do this makes it feel like Donna's a CEO. Uh, I mean, COO, but Faye is acknowledging that you used to be a secretary and I kind of want to put you in your place a little bit. Maybe it's easier to, to keep an eye on Donna if she's doing secretarial work, but as far as Gretchen goes, she was the last secretary for the most recent managing partner. So if there's managing partner secretary duties to be done, Gretchen just naturally should already be doing that. She was already doing that work for Lewis. So, yeah, it would make more sense. Now, you're 100% correct. We never see any other secretaries on the show. It's almost like Gretchen is the only one. At least when Donna was the secretary, we would hear about her interacting with other secretaries. Remember Norma? That was yeah. a thing. But now it's just like, uh, somebody needs a secretary and our only options are Gretchen and the COO. And so uh, Gretchen steps up to the plate. Yeah. And so all right, Gretchen is going to be working for Faye. Uh, that's going to be making uh, Lewis mad. I, this is tough because all these stories are so intertwined to be able to talk about them uh, one at a time. So I guess like uh, we have a, a few different things going on here. Uh, so we have Lewis feeling like the third wheel in the Harvey and Donna situation. Uh, we touched on this yesterday or uh, uh, when we got into everything from when uh, that Harvey just agreed to fire. Uh, we can't fire Benjamin, which then we explored that a little bit more. He just agreed with Donna so she wouldn't be mad. Harvey did want to fire Benjamin it or he like didn't Harvey care. It felt like Harvey either didn't care or wanted to have the conversation. And Donna was answering on behalf of Harvey. She's like, right, Harvey? You agree with me, right? And Harvey's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Definitely. You know, um, yeah. but it because remember, we don't think that Harvey and Benjamin. He's a wife guy now. Other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, whatever you say, hun, you know, babe, keep the peace, you know. Yep, smile and nod. You know, he's 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 learning very quickly. Um <laughs> And Donna even caught on that maybe Harvey was just yes-manning her. And so he's, she's like, hey, we can't keep doing this because it's a bad look and it's going to hurt Lewis's feelings. And that's exactly what's happening here. Lewis feels like, what, bro, y'all are, are like ganging up on me. And so Donna's trying to make Lewis feel like there is no way that this would happen in the future. 
and that if he needs them, then uh, he can always call, especially with Faye coming for his neck. And so there are moments when Lewis is trying to call his friends to be there for him, and they are not because they have decided to watch a little Oprah and go on a, a single date every week yeah. to talk about something not re- work-related. Okay, so, yeah, they, t- they talk it through, and Donna is like, wow, Harvey, like, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting this coming from you. And he said earnestly does not seem like this was a joke like well you know maybe uh, uh, like I, I watch oprah in the mornings okay it's 2019 what yeah. what is harvey watching in the morning what what oprah uh, is he watching in the mornings was, before he comes to work in 2019 yeah did oprah have a show in 2019 no i'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure like I, I'm like, like the oprah winfrey show proper like i'm pretty sure it will like ended years before this yeah and wasn't like even on suits, in the mornings right before suits even was a like a glimmer in someone's eyes oprah had already come on tv yeah. and left tv the final uh, episode of the oprah winfrey show aired on wednesday may 25th 2011 yeah yeah this is weird um but he said it so earnestly. Is there anywhere where it's in like syndication on the own network or something? Because <laughs> like, here's the thing. I am not going to speak out of turn and pretend like I knew what was going on on the own network. I have no clue. You could tell me that there were that Oprah had three talk shows on there and I would never know. Um, but yeah, Harvey has been watching. I don't know what else. What was coming on at that time that like Oprah adjacent? I don't I don't think Oprah was on TV in 2019 at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, definitely not in the morning. Maybe he may. She's like, going to have an interview he, with Rachel Zane at some point, right? You would think, right? Um, dang, I'm really thinking about it. What was Oprah doing that had Harvey's attention? And he said, like, I watch Oprah. Do you think he has the Oprah DVDs? Maybe. Uh, maybe he's on YouTube watching old YouTube uh, <laughs> Oprah in the morning. Oprah. Listen, if y'all have not gone and done that yet, let me tell you. There is some cracked behavior going on on Oprah. Oprah is like a time capsule of, you know how oh, society old changes. Oprah? Yeah. Yeah, old Oprah. She's a time capsule on how society changes their views on things. Because you remember, Oprah was at the, uh, she was uh, like on the right side of history whenever history was history. So people loved Oprah. Oprah was making billions of dollars <laughs> because everybody loved Oprah. But the things that people loved about Oprah in the 90s and in the 2000s are no longer the things people like about Oprah anymore. Oprah's views have shifted. People still like Oprah. But if you go back and look at old Oprah, you're like, Oprah girl, what was you doing? Yeah, Oprah no, she was, was like uh, <laughs> in the beginning of like her talk show. Like she was like doing like, you know, trashy stuff, just like Geraldo and like uh, yeah. all the other people. And then she became more evolved. But, you know, like but, uh, but who among us can't matter. say that they have not had a similar trajectory? Literally, everybody should be able to say, "I would look." Thirty years ago, I have, I am better since thirty <laughs> years ago. But when I tell you that Oprah wasn't even, it wasn't even just trashy stuff. Even the social issues, it was like every. But that's the thing: Oprah was not on the wrong side of these issues for a societal standpoint. People were like backing Oprah. So yeah. if Oprah was in the wrong, largely society was too. But when I tell you there is some good content, <laughs> Oprah and Tyra Banks. Go watch anything they did talk shows about. And it is like, oh, yeah, we don't say those things anymore, y'all. And yeah. We did, we agreed back then and we were wrong. Yeah. You know, well, one of the cases of like uh, get rid of the YouTube, you know. Yeah. That, if you want to make an argument, start with the Oprah clips because uh, <laughs> Oprah, so people, we should be holding you accountable. and mm-hmm. We're just not because yeah. who doesn't make mistakes? Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Lewis, then he... Is sort of feeling like on the outs, he's had, uh, he says he's had more humiliations from this. Like, I kind of feel like there's probably uh, times in the past when I feel like that Lewis has been humiliated more, but he's really feeling it. He has a conversation with an old friend, Saul, and Saul says, Hey, Lewis, remember your mission in life when we were back in Harvard that you were going to be go work at a law firm and you know, um, have cats. Was that one of the things? Uh, and then also you were going to be a judge. Yeah. Rob, you, you remember all those conversations we've had about Lewis being a judge, right? Yeah. Apparently, uh, we've, um, never has once come up in nine seasons of suits, but Lewis, one of his goals is to be a judge. Um, you got a, a since when in you, or are we just gonna like let this one slide? Since when, Lewis? When? <laughs> it's never come up once. 
<laughs> when they said it, I said, really? What? Is that is that like the natural trajectory for a managing partner? Like your next goal should be, I would like to be a judge because they said it so matter of factly, like Lewis, you know, judgeship is upon is, is upon the horizon. And I start thinking for a second, wait, is that the Lewis storyline? It's like one Lewis might leave ZSLWW to go be a judge. And then I stopped to think, why are we just now hearing about this? We have done a deep dive into Lewis Lit. We know his past. We know his present. I mean, we we literally have seen Lewis as a child, and we've never heard him yeah. mention the word judge outside of the courtroom. But now all of a sudden he wants to do it, and he's got a guy who can make it happen for him? Yeah. Since when? Yeah. We've never really talked about the trajectory of how people become judges. And I don't know, no. like— Maybe some of our associates can tell us, like, is it often for people to leave private practice of law and then, like, leave, like, name partnerships to go become uh, judges? I would feel like, just completely talking out of my butt, that people might go from being, like, um, defense attorneys— um to like like public defenders like maybe the, like that that would be like more of like a natural progression to being a judge i, I guess I, I mean that's the thing lewis doesn't even work in criminal law he works in like uh like accounting and a tax law and all this other stuff you know like lewis is the numbers guy since mm-hmm. when does lewis care about you know dishing out rulings to stuff it just this felt very weird yeah so Lewis says, ah, that's crazy talk. He talks to Sheila and Sheila, who's become like very like uh, <laughs> she's a real like Donna, like Budinsky now um, that she's mm-hmm. like, well, Lewis, I actually went to Saul and told him to talk to you. And yeah, because that was your dream. Uh huh. That's your dream that you always talked about in front of us that we've always seen that them they've had the conversations about. It makes total sense for Sheila to go and have this conversation with Saul about Lewis being a judge because it's so obvious that that's all he's ever wanted forever. Mm-hmm. And so Lewis turns down the judgeship without even uh, without even consulting yeah. her. And she's like, "What the hell, man? You want this?" And he's like, I, "Do I want this?" Um, to Sheila's to Sheila's defense, um. Lewis also is acting like this is the worst thing that ever happened to him. And like you said, we've seen worse. Uh, also, Lewis was not enjoying being managing partner. He didn't want the job. But he, he was felt sad like about- he was really getting it. Yeah, he was kind of until Faye showed up. But that's the thing. Was he getting it? Lewis is a good mediator between the partners. That is that is true. But there's still so much unethical stuff going on at uh, ZSLWW that they have to bring in um, Faye to shut it down. So it's kind of like, Lewis, if you're doing that great of a job, why is Faye constantly having to handcuff your lawyers from doing unethical and illegal stuff? There's a part of this job that you're not good at, and it's making sure that Harvey, Donna, Alex, and Samantha, and even Robert Zane to an extent, uh, are not crossing lines. And that is a part that he's not good at. And so she was like, well, let's go find something you are good at. But, Lewis, I'm sorry. I don't know how judgeship works, but if you want the guy who worked at the firm with fraud Mike Ross, debarred Jessica Pearson, and debarred Robert Zane to be your judge, that's the guy who's supposed to be wearing the powdered wig? Him? Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's better options. Yeah. Can we talk about Lewis's dream here? Because uh, <laughs> Lewis, he's in court with himself as judge. Uh, he's gone full uh, FBJ. Uh, he's got the yeah. powdered wig on for some reason. Not common yeah. in <laughs> the American court system. No, but necessary for a dream. Continue. Yeah, he's representing himself. Kind of a weird crew watching him. Uh, it's Donna, Alex, and Samantha are mm-hmm. in the court. I guess Katrina didn't rate to be there uh, to to watch him on. And so that's like the peanut gallery. I was like, oh, where's mm-hmm. Harvey? And then we cut to the – I don't know how necessarily that they did this. This must have been like technically very impressive to put together. Twelve – Harvey's sit in the jury box. Yeah. And they're like, um, they're kind of uh, their own peanut gallery in a way. You mm-hmm. know, it's like uh, they're not rooting for Lewis per se, but Lewis having to give, convince a jury of his quote unquote peers 
it's very much something that you would see in a Lewis dream because Harvey and Lewis being peers is something that Lewis probably has wanted for a very long time. Yeah. And then also uh, one of the Harveys is holding a cat in the dream. Yeah, because these are all of Lewis's favorite things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, very fun. Like uh, Lewis, uh, like sort of like in and out of consciousness. And so uh, that was a, you know, one of the highlights of the episode for me. Yeah, and it was supposed to be an eye-opener to Lewis because he's so excited to talk about this ridiculous dream where he sentenced Faye to death uh, and everybody cheers because, I mean, he's the judge and now he's kind of seeing himself in that role. But Dr. Lipsch is like, yeah, you're seeing yourself in that role, but look at all the other roles that you have filled. Samantha, Alex, Harvey, they're all, Donna, they're all there. The cat is there. Uh, Lewis, it feels like you're thinking that if you become a judge, your life will be the same. You'll just be a judge. And that's not the case. You will be leaving your friends behind. And Lewis is not prepared to do that yet. Okay. So that's what's going on with Lewis, uh, that he does uh, end up telling Harvey that he's going to become a, uh, a judge. That comes after uh, we see Donna and Harvey spending more and more time together, that they go out and they have like these nights. I thought this was also a fun moment in the episode where Donna and Harvey say, OK, we need to go out once a week. We're not going to talk about work. And they sit there and then... They have nothing to talk about that's not about the office. Uh, yeah, I, th I think that's relatable. I think when you talk to somebody all the time, if you wanted to sit down and have dinner with them, then it's kind of like, okay, let's not talk about the one thing we talk about all the time. I think it's pretty difficult to stir up some conversation, especially because you feel like you already know the thing that, the, that that makes your chemistry work. Like, Rob, if you were like, hey, we're not going to talk about television. It's just me and you. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about anything, but we cannot talk about anything that has been televised or uh, in a motion picture. I'm like, okay, this is going to be tough because this is what we do. This is kind of our thing. Well, mm -hmm. let's see if we could do it, you know? And so even though it's like, yeah, Donna and Harvey look like they're hitting a potential roadblock. I feel like this is this is very normal, right? Yeah, very relatable. And then they ultimately are able to work through it. Um, Harvey also, like, again, uh, maybe work for Dr. Lipschitz or Dr. Agard, uh, potentially, that Harvey tells a story about how that there was a friend's mom that had red hair that he had a thing for once upon a time. Yeah. And then Stacey's wants to role play that situation. Did it feel like a role play or was he just kind of like, come on, you know, I remember when you were, you know. He when says I at the younger. end, he was like, hey, let's go home and I'll be young Harvey and you be uh, this guy's mom. Okay, Ricky Garfield's mom has got it going on, <laughs> right? But I, I And I understand that, but like, Harvey, come on now, you were 16. Don't be nasty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, I don't want to speak for Donna. Probably doesn't want to like, you know, we've talked about what does, does Harvey have mommy issues uh, before and uh -huh. like, this is getting into like, you know, um, Zach some Wilson Freudian territory, area. yeah, yeah, some Freudian areas, um, a little time, a little Tommy DeVito going on. Um, so. But Lewis, like kind of stalker behavior, uh, he's like outside the restaurant calling them. And then he sees they send the call to voicemail. He's like, that's it. That's the last straw. They, yeah, you know, psychotic. Yeah. If he perceives disrespect, he's going to dish it back tenfold. And um, he found out from Gretchen that um, Donna and Harvey just wanted some time alone. And he's like, but y'all told me that if I called y'all, y'all would stop whatever you were doing. You would not let your new relationship get between us. You would actually pick up the phone and be there for me. I mean, Harvey hasn't even gone to visit Lewis since he's been uh, demoted as managing partner because Harvey is working behind the scenes to get Faye, you know, up out of here. Uh, but yeah, so he goes to test out this theory that even though they're in a relationship, they'll still pick up my call, and they do not. And he is fuming. He's pissed. Okay. Um, so he goes to Harvey, and he says, that's it. I'm leaving. I'm becoming a judge. And Harvey's like, since when? Uh, and then right. Lewis <laughs> explains, well, you, like, I watched you, and you took my phone call, and then you laughed. And Harvey's like, I didn't happen. I swear. And Lewis brings up some uh, Don Quixote, uh, the man of La Mancha, where Harvey knows every single like uh, movie reference, but seems to have never heard of uh, <laughs> the man of La Mancha before. Yeah, I mean, 
I've heard of the man of La Mancha, but I don't know. Like, I wouldn't know Lewis's reference. Uh, you know, I know very little about it. Of uh, Miguel de Cervantes, yes. you know. But um, you know about windmills, right? I know they exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know Are almost you- nothing about it, but I believe that he was like uh, that. He was convinced that the windmills were dragons, and he was, you know, like I feel like that. That's like uh, not a very uncommon. You know, uh, like people are like uh, like chasing windmills. Right, right. He thought it was a forearm giant and then he attacks it, you know, mm-hmm. and then he, he also lost uh, to the windmill. But yeah, Lewis is telling Harvey something to the effect of like, hey, you know, when you were uh, helping me uh, like behind the scenes to make sure that I could get my managing partner job back or to shut down um, to shut down Faye, I really would prefer that you were hanging out with me and looking at the windmill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so he's like, "Hey, don't fix my issue. Be there for me when the issue arises." Yeah. Okay. So Lewis seems like he's uh, back in the fold. Um, let's talk about then some of the other storylines that are going on involving our special master, who Faye. She's um, Harvey is going to take on a case to, I guess, push back against Faye that there's uh, this issue with the company uh, that, uh, interestingly. Uh, we meet a man named Dan Foley. <laughs> Dan Foley. Dan man, Foley is it, here. Imagine seeing you here, Dan yeah. Foley. Yeah, Harvey, Dan Foley. <laughs> I need a lawyer. <laughs> Preferably not a woman. <laughs> I am a fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> My case uh, is hollow. It will not stay. It will not stay. Uh, yeah, uh, Dan here. Is uh, losing control of <laughs> Dan is wrong mm-hmm. again. Uh, Dan is losing his control of his company, and Harvey's like, ah, yeah, been there, done that, got the T-shirt. What do you What do you need me to do? Yeah. Like, I need you to do whatever it takes. Harvey's like, whatever it takes, because yeah, I'm going about to sue your board, uh, using you, and they're not going to be happy. And you need to be okay with the outcome of this because we got to play hardball if you're going to keep your uh your your firm. And Dan Foley's like, yeah. Do exactly what you need. Do exactly what you need to do. And then when Harvey does, he's like, wait, Harvey, I didn't tell you to do exactly what you need to do. And Harvey's like, well, let's review the tape. You definitely mm-hmm. said, do this exact thing. This is the raw footage of you telling me to do whatever <laughs> I need to do. So <laughs> yeah, we said that Dan Foley was a blue collar, uh, hardworking guy. You know, for some reason in this time, I would I want to cast him as white collar this yeah. time, you know? By the way, the, for anybody who's collar. not familiar with uh, the Survivor <laughs> part of our podcasting, that there was a Survivor contestant named Dan Foley who had a, a especially <laughs> humiliating run on Survivor thir- season 30. Yeah, I think that if you, when you say humiliating, his progress on the show is fine. I think he yes. had a decent placement on the show, but I think the outcome from him going on television uh, was rather humiliating in a number of ways. Yes. And people don't really talk about that season. Uh, so He's we're a giving bit of it a blowhard. And then uh, the Survivor production seemed like they went out of their way to embarrass him uh, at the Survivor finale reunion show because uh, that he was like saying that you don't see everything. And then they tried to, like, okay, here's some raw footage of him saying things. Things he did said he didn't say. Yeah, they're like he's like you didn't see everything that happened on the show, and they're like, well, look, if we showed y'all everything that happened on the show, you think you got buried by an edit? It, mm-hmm. it could be way, way worse. Yeah. Um, they use they used they use that man as a way to shut down any future complaints from any other contestant. Like, oh, I we can embarrass you, sir. Uh, look no further than Dan Foley. So. Harvey is like trying to figure out what's happening here because uh, Dan Foley got fired from his job. Uh, Dan Foley, the Suits character, got fired from his job. And um, that he goes to Faye, and this was all like, like, oh, Faye, you're going to have to recuse yourself. You worked at this company. He finds a phone conversation, and he feels like that this is evidence that Faye called up like behind the, like, hey, Fire Dan Foley. That's it. We can't have him. Uh, he well, He's working with Harvey. And Harvey felt like that this was like his aha. Faye is like, yeah, I did have a conversation with him about how you're an a-hole. Um, but like, I didn't do what you said I did. And Harvey's like, well, let's get the deposition going. We'll see about that. 
Yeah. And she's like, cool, depose me. And I'm going to tell the truth that that company called me. My firm called me so we could laugh at you and talk about how awful of a human you are. But I did not help them. And I would have turned them into the bar as well had they asked me to help them. So you can depose me all you want and you can depose them, too, because their story is going to match mine. You are wasting your time, Harvey, because unlike you, I don't have to go do unethical things just because the sun came up. Mm -hmm. So. Faye is really sick of Harvey's stuff. And it's crazy, too, because Harvey's going above and beyond to shut Faye down. But uh, aside from, like, <laughs> digging into her phone records, he hasn't really done anything unethical, um, you know, uh, because she's stopping him at every turn. It's almost like Harvey can do his job without doing these things. Yeah, and the episode ends on an interesting note where she's like, okay, oh, if you're doing a good job then and you're not breaking any, crossing any lines, then I'm doing my work here. Like, it's yeah. working. And Harvey see that, like, she's not wrong. Mm -hmm. I I must break the rules. <laughs> she literally, hey, this was, I think this was a very weak ending to this episode. Like, I think the episode was Soft almost, ending. like, it was very nothing. There was very nothing in this episode. But that last little moment where she's like, yeah, remember when I told you to stop crossing lines and now you're doing all this stuff, but you're still within the bounds of, you know, reasonable, uh, you know, like uh, legal action. Yeah, that's actually what I came here to do. So you might be mad, but I'm being successful right now. Get over it. She stops the elevator just to let him know, like, eh -huh, eh -huh, I'm winning. Nah, 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 nah. And Harvey's like, no, <laughs> he's a problem child, you know, where they just they brought him somebody and he just has to be good. All you have to do is be good. And he's like, no, my my job in life is to be a menace. And so here I am. And when he's not getting, being menacing, he's so unhappy and he's throwing a tantrum. So the next episode, I guess we have to find out what antic Harvey's going to try next to get rid of Faye. She hasn't done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. She, I mean, like if we're, if she's the big bad of the final season, like there's definitely a lens where she's the hero that is here to clean up the corruption. That is <laughs> Spectre lit Wheeler Williams. Right. If the finale is them all just coming to Faye hat in hand and going, Faye. You were right. <laughs> you were right. We've decided to turn over a new leaf. Harvey is actually going to give up his law license and he's admitting to all of his crimes. And he's about to go start a, like, a clinic in, you know, Seattle with Mike Ross. And Donna is, is going with him and they're going to, she's going to be the COO of something like that. Samantha Wheeler is finally healing. She's found her biological parents, and now she's yeah. not a mercenary anymore. Alex Williams is actually, you know, a competent lawyer without breaking the rules. And so, you know, maybe if he does sticks to, you know, coloring in the lines, he'll be fine. And then we all live happily ever after, and we hoist Faye above our shoulders, like, Faye, 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 <laughs> Faye, Faye. I'd be like, you know what? It's not a horrible ending. It's not awful. Let's talk about, as you referenced, uh, Samantha is going to go out to find her biological parents. I really, I did not know where this story was going. Like, I had in my notes, okay, Samantha is doing something with Alex, but I just felt like that uh, nothing is happening here. And, you know, that um, Alex is, like, uh, you know, talking to Samantha and that they're trying to get around Faye, but Alex wants to, like, color in the lines. And Samantha, she seems more open to wanting to bend the rules. And then we end up going back to Alex's house for some reason. And here comes Joy. We've uh, met her and Rosalie. Uh, they're back home. And Rosalie is like, oh, Alex, I, I noticed that there's some... Uh, some stuff on you on the back of your car. What is that? And turns out that Joy took the car and went for a joy ride and crashed the car. Um, I don't know if she went for a joy ride. Like, I don't know if it was not it was not a sanctioned drive, but I do know that she backed into like a parking pole in the parking garage and she didn't tell anybody. And so there's was like so there's this big yellow mark. What's that? And Alex is like, uh, well, considering Joy was the last one who took the car. Hello, Joy, is there something you want to tell us? She's like, I mean, the pole just kind of jumped up out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. I really didn't hit the, po the pole. It hit me. I was going to tell you. And they say, Joy, you're going to have to pay for this. And she's like, what? Oh, my God, Dad, you're ruining my life. Yeah. Um, 
And Samantha's watching this whole familiar interaction, uh, you know, from the sidelines. And so Allison's kind of embarrassed because, like, dang, you know, I invited this lady over to my house and now we're having a fight. But Samantha's kind of like, huh, is this what family's like? Because mm-hmm. she's got a lot of Alex in her, but she's also got a lot of Rosalie. I wonder, you know, about my biological background. Like, where are my parents at? And um, the reason why Samantha ends up over here at Alex's house is because Samantha, like you said, she really likes breaking the rules. She's Her and Harvey are very much into like, no, nah, we don't need Faye. We like having fun. Mm-hmm. And fun means breaking the rules and doing bad stuff. And Alex is the first person that Faye flipped. He's like, he's like I'm actually good with doing good stuff. Like, Faye didn't have to flip Katrina. Katrina's always been like, no, nah, we're good. Uh, but Alex is like, oh, wait, so you mean to tell me if we just follow the rules, everything will be okay? She's like, yep, exactly. So he's like, okay, let's try it. So eventually Samantha comes to him and apologizes, like, look, I can't stop doing bad things, but it's mostly because Robert Zane is gone and I'm very sad because I lost my father figure. And he's like, well, I have a family. Do you want to be a part of us? And she's like, are you trying to adopt me? So yeah, sure. That's that's fine. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh yeah, you grown, but it's a little weird, but we'll try it. Yeah. So she comes and she's getting that that uh those family moments from Alex and his family, and it's making her want to find her own. I mean, sure. If I saw how Alex handled uh her crashing the car and not telling him about it, uh, I'd say, please adopt me too, because that is not how that would have unfolded at my house. Oh my God, big same. And I probably still would be paying for whatever the damages was because my mom would have been like, I'm, you're, t- you're paying for that the rest of your life, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. But yeah, Alex, they did kind of handle it. It was an awkward dinner, but I'm sure they were just like, Joy, you're paying for that? How much money does on. Joy have to pay for this body work that needs to get done? She probably has some type of decent allowance, right? Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's but about you know, it. You and can't so- fix it. I'm sure that like... Alex Williams isn't driving uh, some crappy car. Oh, yeah. That's why she's so upset because you're like, wait, dad, this is a couple months allowance. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be broke for a little bit. He's like, yeah, yeah, you are because like, you hit. Sure, Alex Williams is driving like some like uh, like BMW, Lexus. Yeah, but he probably has like another car that he lets mm-hmm. Joy drive. Like maybe he's, she's not driving his baby. His old, you know how you old got the car. Yeah, yeah. You know, like there's no way she's driving the same car he drives to work. That's just not happening. But he wasn't even mad at Joy for hitting the pole. He was mad because she tried to hide it and lied about it. Basically, she didn't tell him, and so she's he's just trying to discipline her and like, hey, had you come to me and said, Dad, I hit the pole, then we could have done this differently. But Joy's like, what? Paul, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? What do you mean? Uh, and so, yeah, it was her punishment ultimately to have to pay. Um, but yeah, would have went over a little bit differently in sure. my house too. Um, one other story to talk about in this episode: uh, the story Whoa. that never goes away. I mean, Whoa. justice for Katrina. Who uh, can we do something better for her here? We added her to the main cast only to have this on. Brian isn't even there anymore. We're still, still dealing with him. She's being blackmailed about Brian. And I'm so torn because I hate Brian. There's no, there's no, there's no other way to put it. I do. But Susan, where do you get off? You know, Brian. before Brian disappeared on us, Brian was like, Susan's incompetent. And Katrina's like, yeah, am I right? <laughs> and they're like, you're horrible, Susan. Now Susan's like, all right, Brian's gone. I have a moment. I need to be an associate. Maybe Katrina will make me her associate. So she's leveraging this, leveraging that, trying to make herself look good, trying to help Katrina out. Katrina finally hits a wall where she says, hey, I know you got a connection over there. You got a homegirl that you think can help us out. But for this case, you need to let that go. Don't go holler at your homegirl for me. Just let's let's leave it alone. Well, Susan does whatever she wants to do because that's it's kind of where she this is where she was born and bred, you know, mm-hmm. here at, at ZSL. You know, this is what she does. And so uh, um, Katrina's like, no, I told you not to do it. I'm taking you off the case. She's like, well, it's funny that you say that because... I know why Brian left, and it's because y'all got too close, and he couldn't work with you anymore because you, a senior partner, uh, used your power and influence over this innocent young man, and now he's run out of town, and he had to go away because he was married, and you would hate for that to get back to Faye because Faye loves rules, and she's going to strike you down, Katrina, so I'm your new associate or else. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Katrina... Girl, you got to slap her. I'm sorry. You know, um, go get the gloves. Katrina, you have all right to pull a Harvey and be like, hey, meet me tomorrow morning at 930. We boxing because you low key coming for my neck for no reason. And also trying to blackmail me into working with me. Do you know how stupid that sounds? 
Like, what are you talking about? Are you going to be my associate or else? I'm you're you want to work alongside me. You can't blackmail me forever because I almost liked Brian. That's it. Like Katrina did not touch mm-hmm. the man. She held his baby. That's it. So um F Susan. I, I I'm really torn. Yeah. I'm really am. I'm trying to hold out. I'm trying to give Susan just no, a little no. bit of grace here. No, no grace for Susan. Uh she's trying to blackmail about Brian, and then Katrina like brings her in. She calls her bluff. It's like, uh, Faye, um I want to introduce you to Susan here. She just made a big mistake. Uh like okay, but yeah. I don't want to toot her own horn too much. Like, oh, yeah. okay. Like for what? Faye, do you do you have Susan? Do you have anything you want to tell Faye? Any any burning information? Any ethical gray areas that you want to highlight for Faye? And uh, Susan, like, damn, Katrina's good. Uh, no, mm-hmm. no, nothing here, nothing to see here. Sorry, she and checked like, her. She did. She's like, if you ever, if you ever in your life, so I, girl, don't ever play with me. I'm Katrina, goddamn mm-hmm. Bennett. And you know, and it's crazy because Katrina could have just told Faye, hey, she trying to blackmail me because Brian liked me. I know you don't know who Brian is, but <laughs> he used to like me. You know, Faye's like, what, Katrina? You liked a guy? <laughs> That's a big deduction on your part. But, yeah. You know, Susan, you Do you remember Chris from Degrassi? Oh, my God. It was Craig, and he's <laughs> Craig. awful. <laughs> you remember Craig from Quince? You know, like, what? Um, yeah, this guy sucks. Yeah, Faye's like, I remember him. Yeah. Uh, justice for Ellie. You know, um, but really... Katrina could have got rid of, rid of Susan here. And she says, no, Susan, I too was was ambition. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm ambitious enough to do some wild stuff like this. We remember Katrina came after Harvey right after the, out the gate. You know, Harvey and Mike Ross, she was like on them. So she's like, I, I've been there. I've been there. I ain't never did this, but I've been there. So I'm going to let you live. But you're not about to be my associate. And I'm torn because I'm like, OK, Katrina, I feel you. But at the same time. Rob, don't you kind of want somebody out like who would do this to you? Like, yeah, I feel like if she's now shown her hand and she is capable of doing some really low down stuff to you, I don't think you want to keep her around that long. I don't know. It's one of these situations where it's like a den of vipers where it's a do you want to keep your like friends close and your enemies closer? Uh, or do you want to just get rid of the enemies altogether? But you Mm. don't want Susan and Brian linking up and then they coming back like Katrina, have you met my new uh, my new partner? Her name is Susan, and we're suing you for wrongful whatever, whatever, workplace harassment because I had to quit my job and I got a witness, you know? So you're probably right. You probably don't want to, you don't want to smack her around too much, but you could at least get in the gloves. Katrina, beat her ass. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's talk about the Liddy for this episode here in Windmills. Who you got? Hmm. I mean, that was a that was a pretty decent move from Katrina. I will say that. I mean, we just talked about but it. But not Liddy worthy. Come on. No, not Liddy worthy. Like I'm the, just saying the, the D or E story here. Yes, I'm look, I'm just giving the flowers. Yes. I'm not saying she needs the Liddy, but you know, we're just highlighting the good, highlighting the bad, you know. Um, Katrina, like I said, that was a pretty decent move for Katrina. Um I know we talked about Faye not being in the running, but I mean, she kind of mm-hmm. got Harvey in the blender, and I, that's good for the company. Um, let's see what yeah. else. But Don- we didn't like what she did with Donna. I I ain't love it, but she did need a secretary. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I think. Look, I look. If Faye was an option, like a serious option, I would be saying the Donna move. Uh, that's kind of nice, you know. Like, don't get me wrong, the patriarchy or whatever, but also. Yeah. She she really did like put Donna in like, hey girl, the you can go back to be a secretary. 
Yeah, the fate. Yes, we love that. Uh, yeah, the patriarchy strikes again. You know, she said, Donna, uh, don't get too comfortable in that CEO position. I can make sure. we, we could change that if you want. Donna's like, what you gonna do? Demote me if it is absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I would demote you. I demoted the managing partner. You think I can't handle the COO? You know, uh, so that aside, it's kind of like with Daniel Hartman. You're doing good work. Keep what you're doing. Keep up what you're doing, sweetie. We loving it, but we can't give you the lady. All right. Can we? I don't think we can give it to Donna. Donna got smacked around by Faye a little too much for my liking. Lewis conversation might need to happen. So I would say I would push for Harvey here um, because really? one, like he uh, is able to, as Faye pointed out, like uh, he, he did the thing. He didn't have to break any rules. Um, he also like comes uh, in the in the personal win uh, that he is able to like uh, go where him and Donna are going to have their own thing. And he squashes the issue with Donna from the last episode where Donna says, hey, I didn't like how you just agreed with me. So they sort of like have uh, that breakthrough in their relationship. But then also. Lewis comes to him and says, hey, I'm quitting. And Harvey's able to get Lewis back into the fold. And so I felt like that he has some professional wins and some personal wins and not earth shattering, but I feel like that he probably has the most complete episode. Yeah. And this was a soft episode. This was a soft episode of Peace Suits, Mover. You know, there wasn't yeah. a lot going on. Yeah, it really was. And so I was like, okay, because we still don't know. Like we like we assume the big bad is Faye, but we really don't know that. And so um you would think three episodes in they would start to make, you know, like you said, move the pieces to where, okay, now we're about to get our end game. Um, so for the episode that we were presented, yeah, Harvey, it was a light, it was light work, but he did it. I think he deserves a lady as well. Okay. All right. So Chappelle, we got from Patty the C over the holiday. We got the season eight Liddy rankings. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's uh sets okay. us up for our final ten. Liddy's to go, uh, three of which we have already given out. Uh, through season eight, do you have a, a guess as to who the winner was on season eight? Ooh, um, uh, we were talking about you know the Lewis comeback tour, right? Because he had started off kind of in a deficit behind Harvey and Mike. Mike's gone to, to take some of these liddies away. Jessica's gone to kind of take some of these liddies away, and so maybe Lewis might get more of them. So maybe Lewis is the winner for season eight. So Lewis had a consistently uh, decent season, but actually Donna had her first season winning liddy. Donna had okay. five liddies in uh, season five. Uh, Lewis had second with four, and Harvey had three. Lewis's best Liddy season was actually season seven. Okay. He had five in season seven. It makes sense for Donna to be the Liddy winner, if you really think about it, because this company needed a COO. They definitely needed somebody to manage the partners, and not a managing partner, but someone to really kind of make sure the day-to-day things were happening in a way that Donna had been doing for Harvey, but... She needs to step into a role where she could do it for everybody yeah. else as well. And with all the infighting with Zane, Spectre, and Lit, and Williams, and Wheeler, you needed somebody kind of outside of that crew to make sure that they didn't get too out of control. She was not great at that, but she was better than the rest of them yeah. in a lot of those episodes. So, yeah, we gave her uh, the most ladies in season eight. That okay. makes sense. Harvey is the all-time leader with 26. Uh, he picks up another one here today. I'm not sure uh, for the first two episodes of this season uh, where where we went with that. Uh, so, uh, we'll see. We'll catch it all up at the end of the run here. But, Lewis does have an outside shot to pass Jessica for second place all time. Uh, Jessica is in second place all time with 22 liddies, really buoyed by eight liddies in season five of the show. She cooked. An incredible run. She cooked. Yeah. Yes. Jessica, queen. Um, so what, Lewis has to win out? to, to No, to he doesn't have Jessica? to win out. Uh, so he, Lewis uh, came into this season with 19. So uh, oh. he, needs to, he needs to get three or four in uh, season nine. Okay. Uh, let's see if he can do it. This yeah. will be interesting. This is now, this is very important to me. Like, I want to check it out. Okay. Ready. All right. Um, and then uh, season eight also most notably had the most F-bombs of any season. 43 times the F-word got said in season number eight. 
Okay. You notice the F bomb is getting uh bleeped on. I don't know if you are watching on this Peacock? on Amazon Prime on Prime. Oh on Prime, we're not getting the Fs. Yeah. Okay. I didn't watch it on Pe- on Prime. I watched it on Peacock. Uh, I don't watch it on Peacock. I can't do the commercials. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and so uh, there you go. So we appreciate Patty uh, keeping all of this stuff uh, on track for us. And yeah, it's um, just so uh, in- incredible. The uh, We're almost at the end of the run, but uh, Patty's just doing incredible work uh, tracking all this stuff. All right. Chappelle, uh, then not a lot of references here. They are going to watch Dirty Dancing. We didn't really uh, mention this yet, that Lewis is going to end this episode having a girls' night with Donna and Sheila. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, this is one of Lewis's things that he really wants to do is just like to hang out and gab and and watch movies and just kind of relax. And so, yep, he's the most important girl in the room when Donna, Sheila and and Lewis are all about to sit around and watch Dirty Dancing and have uh, some, you know, conversation. Just hang out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that my wife would love this if uh, then, you know, this uh, other woman that I work with uh, came over and was going to hang out with us for a girl's night. But, you know, to each their own. Yeah. It's like you, uh, Kirsten and and uh, Sasha all just like, OK, we're going to hang out and mm-hmm. watch Dirty Dancing. Bye, Nicole. Nicole's like, oh, OK. Well, I didn't think Thanks. that they were kicking Sheila out. I thought Sheila was in it. Oh, Nicole can hang out too. I think that she'd be she'd be okay with that group. That they'd have you in sure, hell, dear God, sure. dear God, Rob. I'd have, yeah, I'd rescue you from that. I wouldn't allow you to do mm. that. That would be a lot of energy, yeah. a lot of energy. Also, uh, Harvey mentioned Bill Buckner. Chappelle, do yeah, you know he who, did. Yeah, you you know Bill Buckner. No, no. Bill, Bill Buckner, Buckner was the member of the uh, 1986 Red Sox that let the ball go through his legs at first base, uh, which uh, caused the, the Mets to be able to finish the rally in game six of the 1986 World Series, uh, getting the Mets to a miracle finish in that game, who would then go on to win game seven and win the 1986 World Series. Yeah, I'm like Donna. She's like, I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I don't know who that is. But yeah. that's if you're a Mets fan, that. you know Bill Buckner. And if you're a Red Sox fan, you know Bill Buckner. You know Bill Buckner. Gotcha. Yes. It makes sense. Yes. Okay. Harvey also uh, directed this episode. Oh, really? Gabriel okay. Mock directs this episode. You go, Gabriel Mock. Yeah. So he made some interesting choices in the dream sequence. So uh, that was uh, certainly a fun one for him to direct. Okay. And then let's get to some feedback. Uh, go to suitspodcast.com slash feedback okay let's yeah. see from this episode specific uh patty says this episode is directed by gabriel mocked uh this is yes. his last directorial job of the series also some people might not recognize the actor but dan foley is played by <laughs> gil bellows of ally mcbeal fame he plays ally's ex and their relationship is the initial premise for the show's concept you know, Ally McBeal has been a a show that was floated out for our next daily stop, rewatch. People stop, were saying it. Stop. Nope, I'm just, I'm just saying. People would like uh, Calista Flockhart, Greg German. You know, they think Dan it could happen. They think this yeah. is yeah. Jane Kras- Jay Krakowski, right? Like, okay. there's, look, there's some good stuff in there. Okay. Chappelle David also wrote in to say, "Have either of you ever tried Szechuan peppercorns? Uh, it does feel like poison." But anyway, do you think a weekly specified date night is a good idea? In theory, I think it's a good idea. But I think Lewis's reaction to Darby ignoring him is a big issue. For example, I had friends that ignored my calls when I had a flat tire because it was date night. Ooh. Oh, this is, they touched a nerve for David. I mean, I don't think David's wrong, though. It's like, at some point, like, I get you have a date night, but we're still friends. You know, like, tell me, tell me our friendship doesn't count on certain days. If you're going to, if, if if I need you, if I need you, need you, and I would bend over backwards for you, I need to know that you need, that, you know, I'm still a high priority. Now, I'm not saying you should always stop what you're doing all the time for other people, but it does still hurt when you're like, bruh, I know you had a date night, but this one time I really needed your help. Um, Maybe tell me, like, you know. Tell me what your blackout days are or something like that. I need to know where, where our friendship limits are mm-hmm. uh, because that probably would have annoyed me too. Uh, as far as the Szechuan peppercorns go, I'm pretty sure I've had them. I just didn't know they were poisonous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think they're just very spicy. Oh, uh, is that what it is? Because she thought she had been poisoned by one. And I was like, what? Okay. I mean, it's very hot, but I'm not poisonous, right? Yeah, you can handle it. You can handle that heat. 
I like spicy food. I really do. Um, yeah. It would yeah. kill me. You don't <laughs> you don't like spicy food, Rob? I, not really. No. Yeah. Oh no. That's my that's my jam. That's my jam. Um, yeah. I, I I'm not shocked that it almost killed Donna either. Yes. Okay. Uh, Szechuan peppercorns. Uh, there's a lot of uh, articles about them. Uh, first of all, they are not peppers. Oh. Okay. Well, 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 what are they? Uh, they are chilies. Is that, oh. is chili, uh, flower pepper. Oh, well, it's kind of like a pepper, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, very, very spicy. Yes, very I spicy. I don't know how many Again. Scoville. They are. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how to measure it. I just know that, like, if I eat it, is it hot? This okay. is hot. Okay. All right, Chappelle. Anything else to say today? Yeah, the Facebook group has actually been popping lately. Popping. So yeah, pop. Ash Pereira said, <laughs> "Pop, pop." Um, Ash Pereira said that after finishing season eight, it's by far the lowest rated season based on episode ratings on IMDb. Uh, and so uh, that was something to point out because a lot of people um, in our Facebook group has also been saying like, had it not been for the podcast, they probably would have tapped out, but they're trying to see it through and that they're enjoying season nine a little bit better. So I've been seeing some of that in the Facebook group. Also, Rob, people are loving the Tommy K Im- uh, impression. Well, that, um, that's like myself. Uh, it's very nice. Yeah. You like it? This is you. Nice. This is for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think honestly, it's the proximity to Pinner. Everyone loves the Pinner impersonation. This is the one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I uh, do appreciate the kind words, but I do think that well, Pinner has more punch. <laughs> Tommy <laughs> yes. Kale is very soft, very soft spoken. Yeah, it's like if Pinner was whispering, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, we got some business cards uh, from Toronto, York, from yeah, Camilla cool. Vargas. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, I'm trying to decide if uh, like how I can utilize it. Maybe I'll have one framed. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, but that's pretty cool. And we got some feedback on SuitsPodcast.com. Uh, we got a new five-star review. You want to hear it? Yes. All right. It says, uh, this one comes from April Jackson, and it says, The Dynamic Duo. If you would have told me that in 2023, I would be waking up early every morning, listening to people talk about a show I've already seen, I would have said, you are out of your mind, but here I am, LOL. I look forward to hearing my BFF in my head, Chappelle and Rob, breaking down this crazy show called Suits. They are a dynamic duo, a great mix of funny and facts. Keep up the good work, guys. We're almost at the finish line. I can't wait to hear Chappelle scream. We did it, Rob, Mm -hmm. because you know it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, Chappelle, we've only got seven episodes left of the show. But we yes. worked out the release schedule for uh, this home stretch. So okay. that if you're listening to us here in the real time, we're going to finish out this week with daily episodes uh, through fr- uh, Friday morning. And then mm-hmm. for the final six episodes, we're going to go down to three days a week for okay. next week will then be episodes five, six, seven, and then... The week after that, we'll drop episodes 8, 9, 10. Uh, basically, like, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yes. Based off of all the five-star reviews and the feedback, again, thank y'all for all of that. We can tell that you really love your suits and your daily drops. But at the same time, if we do running daily, out of episodes. So let's savor it. Episodes, so we're trying to savor the flavor just a little bit. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, three yeah. episodes a week until there are no more episodes. And then uh, Rob and I are going to have a very difficult uh, conversation about the future of this firm. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's what this uh, whole po- uh, podcast and show is all about. Difficult conversations. All right. Chappelle, yeah. where can people keep up with you? Follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. All right. I'm at Rob Sestrino. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.